found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It is a Tuesday, the 14th of March. Seems more like the 14th of February with snow. Right? (laughs) uh, Yesterday was near whiteout at times. For sure. If you were out driving in it, it was just unbelievable. I uh, looked out this morning and was like, oh, yeah, that's what snow cover looks like. And not just just rain. Yeah. So, anyway, we had... uh, Snow cover. It's like a dusting. Yeah. yeah. But but we've not seen a whole lot of snow this, this winter, so... So, if you are outside parked, you'll have a dusting of snow on there. Yeah. Should come off with no issues. But, uh, you know, consider that and take a little extra time going to work. Could be a little slippery. Could be. Yeah. You know, things are tough when two men are accused of stealing $26,000 worth of baby formula. (laughs) They did this from several stores in Georgia. Police also apprehended a 16-year-old who was with them as they exited a Publix store north of Atlanta allegedly in possession of 12 cans of stolen baby formula. When police searched their car, they recovered 662 cans of formula. Wow. (laughs) Valued at $26,000. It's so expensive. It is so expensive. They're facing charges for felony, felony theft by shoplifting, felony theft by receiving and contributing the delinquency of a minor. One man is additionally facing a charge for driving while unlicensed, and the other is facing a charge for providing false name and date of birth. Yeah, I'm Bobby Hotsapple, <laughs> born 6'2", 64. <laughs> so you think if you just whip it uh, off, maybe they'll just, you know. <laughs> is, that what, is that the reason people do that is because... <laughs> Because they're going to know. Like, they're going to find out. So what's the point? I don't, they do. Once you're apprehended, like, what's the point of lying? I never understood that, but okay. A uh, February 2021 shutdown of a large baby formula factory and recall of many of its products helped trigger a nationwide shortage. Those supplies have largely rebounded more than a year later, but I'm sure on the on the open market. It did not help things, yeah. for sure, because it, it is so expensive. It's like, you know, the guys in the pickup truck selling meat. I suppose you'll find you know somebody in a station wagon selling formula. For sure. <laughs> you know, from a from a storage facility unit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you need formula? So you got a kid there. And this may be why things are getting rough between the United States and China. Not only did the Wuhan Institute likely create COVID, but they also scammed the United States while doing it. They double-billed the U.S., and no one realized it was happening. Records reviewed by CBS News indicate the U.S. government may have paid twice for projects at the Wuhan labs for the National Institute of Health, and the U.S. Agency for International Development, or USAID. So, uh, double pain. Is that the... Are they are you sitting in an office? Now, dog count it, we paid you. 
I did. I didn't know we were even involved in it. So the the, the cynic in me yeah. says that we're we're sitting back saying, if anyone's going to screw the American people, it's going to be us. <laughs> so, so again, uh, we paid you all. No, you didn't. We don't. We don't have your check. <laughs> this is pertaining. If you want to live in Happyville. We'll call this Happyville, USA. <laughs> you want to go to Fremont, California. Happiest city in America. Really? Fremont, California. Okay. Top among the happiest. And if you want to be gloomy and doomy, <laughs> blah, 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 go to Detroit. <laughs> okay, right above that is okay. Huntington, West Virginia, which we talked about. Was it cannot be that bad? Like it cannot be that bad. I would love. I would seriously love to take this show on the road to West Virginia. <laughs> Maybe it's because of the loss of coal mining jobs. Maybe I don't know. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's hard to make a living there without that. I don't know. But West Virginia always has somebody last in emotional and physical well-being. They're last. <laughs> I'd fit in perfectly. <laughs> oh, woe is me, Ken. <laughs> me and the Ken will sit here and rock. Yep. <laughs> yep. But most of them are in the South. Yeah. Except for Detroit. Gulfport, Columbus, Georgia, Jackson, Mississippi, Augusta, <laughs> Georgia, Memphis, Montgomery, Alabama, Cleveland. Okay. Shreveport, Louisiana, Huntington, West Virginia, and Detroit. Now, if you want to be the happiest, Fremont is mentioned. San Jose, Madison, Wisconsin, Overland Park, Kansas. San Francisco, Irvine, California, Columbia, Maryland, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, South Burlington, Vermont, and Burlington, Vermont. That came in number one in income and employment category. So if you want to be happy, and you know it, clap your hands and move to Fremont, California. There you go. They're number one in emotional and physical well-being, community, and environment. So the... Uh, <clears throat> And again, it appears as though several of those, of course, are located in California. Don't forget, though, you'll be falling off the edge of the earth before long. <laughs> <laughs> Madison, Wisconsin. It always seems like, a, you know, when you, you see it, I don't know how, you know, like at football games when Wisconsin's playing. Or yeah. Looks like a decent place. You sure. know, it's just got a nice change of weather there. You know, if you like the change of the seasons. But no Indiana cities made it. By the way, Fremont is a city in California's San Francisco Bay Area. The Niles SNA Silent Film Museum traces its early days of filmmaking <laughs> through the artifacts and photos. Mission San Jose is a 1700 Spanish mission with a reconstructed church and a museum. The Ardenwood Historic Farm demonstrates horse-powered farming and features a Victoria Mansion, 
Wow. Central Park is home to Lake Elizabeth and the Aqua Adventure Water Park. Some of the many, many wonderful things you can do All right. while you're just happy as a clam in Fremont, California. Thank you, Matthew. It's 6.30. It's like Matt's describing what you just want on The Price is Right. <laughs> this says that vinyl record sales outsold compact discs, uh, compact discs last year for the first time in more than three decades. Wow. The report, released last week by the Recording Industry Association of America, found that uh, for the first time since 1987, vinyl albums outsold CDs and units. 41 million last year compared to 33 million in 2021. Are either of them really that popular anymore? I, You know, with downloads and so forth? You know, I wouldn't I think so. I wouldn't think. Of the top 10 best-selling vinyl albums in 2022, <laughs> only one, Fleetwood Mac's Rumors, was released prior to the digital era. Taylor Swift's Midnight's mm. led the way in vinyl sales last year, selling more than 89,000 copies. So are that's playing, not a whole lot. Are you playing Taylor Swift songs over here? Taylor Swift isn't country anymore, Matt. <laughs> she made the switch. Okay. <laughs> Now, you probably are playing the Arctic Monkeys. Yes. <laughs> they yes. had uh, two vinyl recordings, cracked the top 10 last year. The Car and their 2012 album, AM. <laughs> Wasn't Taylor Swift's Midnight's. It came in four different. Is that what it was? Covers. So you had to, like. And if you got all four, it made one picture. Oh. Yeah. Every little girl's dream. <laughs> I always Same. thought, you know, when I heard her, you know, and she started in the world of country. She was like 16 or so when she mm-hmm. cracked. But it, it, it's like I always, you know, listening to her, it's like, I'm sitting on my bed and singing to myself. <laughs> Woe is me. <laughs> Woe is me. Because it, it never had a whole lot of, you know, yeah. challenges of voice. Sure. And it did, but the, the girl, all the girls love her. <laughs> okay, it's... I can see you and I coming to work smelling like uh, like seashells. A Massachusetts okay. company aiming to make oceans and landfills a little bit cleaner. Oh. By making sweaters out of oyster shells and plastic bottles. <coughs> Gather up all that seaweed. Yeah, that's just know. floating 5,000 miles of it. The founder of Long Wharf Supply Company said customers are often surprised to learn each sweater in the company's Seawell collection is made from four to five oyster shells and about eight recycled water bottles. Wow. You just have that uh, fishy smell when you walk around. <laughs> oh, uh, It smells kind of briny in here. <laughs> so there you go it, uh, the sales of the sweaters benefit the MA Oyster Project I got a craving for tartar sauce I can't put my finger on it <laughs> which aims to seed recycled oyster shells back into the ocean where they create substrate for baby oysters animals that naturally filter the ocean water so. I guess you put hot sauce on oysters Okay, which we're not fans of I just uh, you know have you ever had them? oysters? yeah I've had it in dressing, of course. Yeah. You know, when it, yeah. you know, when you're fooled. Sure. By your mom. Sure. <laughs> but 
but I'm just to suck them out of a shell. No, no, I have not. It's never attracted me. Yeah, because basically you just want to swallow them, right? Isn't it kind of like a lark <laughs> doing that and then it's just going down? Isn't it kind of like that, man? Oh, it's tasty. Oh, that's good eating. <laughs> you don't really chew them, do you? I don't think so. <laughs> And maybe somebody out there can give maybe us. Maybe that was. Uh, do you do you chew them? I don't you think to? you should. Aren't they grainy? Mightn't you run into a pearl? <laughs> okay, <laughs> and there goes your tooth. <laughs> but I know. But there's entire like restaurants built on oysters, and you shuck them, and you. <laughs> are they that? They maybe I did it wrong. I don't know. If. if I guess it's probably something you develop a taste for. Quite frankly, you can't tell any me that any kid out there the first time they drank dad's beer <laughs> that, that they thought it was good. Oh, wow, that's delicious. <laughs> it just isn't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you just develop a taste for it. But, you know, the first time you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, and I love seafood, man. Okay. Like I, I love you know shrimp, lobster, well, and oysters. I'll take all the shrimp you got. Oysters, but uh, scallops. <laughs> I don't really think I've ever had a scallop. Oh, it's good. You know me. Oh, I'm, I'm not on the iffy side of things. I'll go with shrimps. I'm not happy. I don't like crab legs. I don't really. A lot of work, and uh, for less, uh, for not enough reward. There's a technique. <laughs> there, there, there is for sure. A technique involved for crab legs. I should teach you how to do it. Well, I still don't know that I like the meat. Yeah. It doesn't taste that great to well, me. Do a little butter. And, yes, I'm probably one of the few people that have never even attempted to try lobster. Oh, it's so good, dude. It's so good. Well, I think I've always been scared of it because of the price. It is expensive. So it's like, you know. I, it is expensive. I don't like it. You're... <laughs> I guess I'll take it home to Stubby. <laughs> Stubby the dog, he'll like it. I remember it. we were eating at a restaurant once, and this this lady thought she was ordering the lobster tail because yeah. she just said, I'll have a lobster. And they brought out the full oh. the full thing. And she's like, what do I do with this? So you're overwhelmed. Now, there's meat in those claws, oh, right? yeah. You got to dig yeah. them out. You yeah. got to crack them. And... Oh, yeah. Now, what about the tail? Does oh, that's it take the, a that's lot of work? The, that's where the good stuff is. But that's the best of the lobsters in oh, that yeah. tail. Lobster and the claws. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> See, I should I should teach you the well. crab the crab <laughs> technique. I think you would enjoy it more. All right. Maybe someday. When I'm a big boy. And yeah, you're I, a big boy. And I develop. That would more. also mean that we would have to go out in public. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't be good for us. No. Now, this is one of those stories you say, what the? A guy from Ohio hospitalized after a pet zebra bit his arm. A pet zebra? A zebra. And evidently, from the story early on, it says it bites his arm off. What? The deputy, okay, the deputy arrived on the scene and was directed to a field where the victim was lying. The deputy was attempting to use his vehicle to block the victim. A zebra charged at the driver's side door and was acting very hostile. Another responding deputy was told the zebra was acting aggressive because it's protecting five or six female zebras. Ah. 
The deputy said so he was... So it's like a zebra sanctuary somewhere Yeah, must in Ohio? be. Must be. Okay. Deputy said he was able to use his air horn and sirens to scare the zebra enough to exit the cruiser. After helping the victim get to an ambulance, the zebra then returned. They're looking for more revenge. <laughs> okay. Well, it says that deputies were advised by the family they could shoot the zebra if he came any closer. Wow. Moments later, a deputy did shoot the zebra. <laughs> it's like, okay, thanks, Lee. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we need. Lock and load, boys. Body cam footage shows the zebra approaching deputies when one fires a shotgun, hitting it in the head and killing it. Wow. The victim taken to a local hospital. Conditions unknown at this time. Now, that says it bit him in the arm, but the top story part right. says it bites it, bites bites it off. off. Yeah. And I don't know if that's, you know, that'd be a mighty bite. The, okay. Let me go to the actual story. See what it says. Maybe Matt can discover a whether. A Pickaway County man was hospitalized after a zebra bit his arm in Circleville. According I bet to it the hurt. Blah, the incident happened, and the incident report, uh, man was lying on the ground, deputy attempting to block a large male zebra charged, blah, blah, blah. Another responding deputy, you know, that aggressive, okay. They look like they have mighty jaws. Do they? You know, they would, you know, just, just the jaw structure looks like it would be powerful, you know. And I suppose, it, you know. According to the Ohio Department go. of Agriculture, okay. zebras are not considered dangerous wild animals. They're allowed to be owned in Ohio, but local governments may have restrictions. Hmm. But we still don't know if the. Fa- okay, here we go. Okay, here it is. Editor's <laughs> note. Okay. This article was updated after the sheriff confirmed that part of the man's arm was not bitten off by the zebra. All right. The sheriff's office initially believed his arm was severed based on statements made by the victim's 911 call. Okay. So not the case. But it was probably pretty damaged. I'm sure. You know. I'm sure. Imagine that using that zebra as a nutcracker. Can you imagine? Like, because they're. That big teeth? At that. <laughs> Nostrils coming at you. Well, they sound like do they sound horses. Well, I don't know. Maybe you can look that up and play it for us. Okay. <laughs> I know you like to do that. I do. Let's see here. Where's my plug? Oh, have you lost your plug? No, it's right there. Okay. So Matt will uh, look for that so we can hear how zebra sounds. And um, once you're done finding the zebra sounds, we've can- got. We've got another suing going on. All right. I was going to say, we had that story down down below that, what was it really like growing up in the 70s, 80s, and 90s? Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. All right. So do you have a zebra? Well, hold on. Okay. Let me get that. Make sure I'm Are you talking up. after that story we have that? Here we go. Okay. You got it? Okay. Ready? <laughs> Are you serious? That's what it sounds like? (laughs) There they go. Oh. (coughs) So now we know. That's okay. Let me me, me try just another. another. (laughs) Yeah, that's what they sound like. So now we... uh, 
There they go. <laughs> that is wild. I never would have guessed that's what they sound like. So, thank you, Matthew, for the uh, wow. example. Now Jim's going to go up and <laughs> feed him a carrot. Because I don't think I've ever heard them in a zoo or anything make a noise. Yeah. So, um, we move on. This is an important story. A Chicago man suing B-dubs on the grounds that the chain's so-called boneless wings are actually closer to chicken nuggets. <laughs> Come on. The class action... <laughs> Seriously. ...seeks to challenge the false and deceptive marketing and advertising of Buffalo Wild Wings boneless wings. They're not the only restaurant that does that, right? No. He argues that the product's name and description lend the false impression that they are bona fide chicken wings that have simply been deboned <laughs> and are therefore comprised entirely of chicken meat. <laughs> However, in actuality, they're not wings at all, but rather slices of chicken breastesses, meat deep fried like wings. That's what he says. I think at this point, we all know what we're getting when we order boneless wings. Like, hey, hey, this isn't what you say it is. (laughs) Indeed, the products are more uh, akin in composition to a chicken nugget rather than a chicken wing, it says. B-Dub said it's true. Our boneless wings are all white meat. Our hamburgers contain no ham. Yep. Our buffalo wings are 0% buffalo, mister. (laughs) This is a wise guy manager. (laughs) The uh, The B-Dub social media person. Uh, Good job. Buffalo Wild Wings said it's uh, on the menu. The boneless chicken wings are described as all white chicken that is lightly breaded. So they're not really. I'd call them a little more than lightly breaded, but okay. All right. And again, what attorney takes this on? He'd last in the class. He'd been on TV. Has <laughs> he been holding holding the shovel? Call the shovel. <laughs> we'll bury him. <laughs> so I don't know. Now, what story were you referring to? I don't see anything. Uh, there's down here. Uh, oh, it's down further. Yeah. Oh, I haven't got that far. Yeah. I've been so busy. <laughs> Looking, looking. I know it was down here. There's a lot of stuff today. Yeah, there is. More than we'll ever get through. That's true. Look at the time already. I know. Maybe we'll save this for tomorrow. People who lived in the 70s, 80s, 90s. Says a ton of people smoke cigarettes. And they smoke them everywhere. (laughs) Yes. Non-smoking sections in restaurants were frequently just a different section. When the whole place would be smoke-filled. It really was. It really honestly was. It was like, well, that corner over there, that's that's where you'll, you'll sit. <laughs> I remember toward the tail end, and this speaks a terrible thing about us, <laughs> but the waiting area was full of people waiting to get to the smoking section. <laughs> okay? that's <laughs> <clears throat> Yes. Okay, here we go, Matthew. Payphones. Hmm. They were all over the place. They really were. <laughs> when you were like 16, with a pager, you could just say, 
I couldn't find a payphone when your parents are looking for you. Mm, I never had a pager. No, me either. But I remember calling, because, um, you know, mom would drop us off at the mall. We'd hang out at the mall for five hours. Buying our CDs. Because <laughs> you had music land down there, right? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. you, you know. I, I got to tell you, you were a lucky kid to get dropped off at the, the arcade because that was just not a common deal for me. I just, you know. Well, by then, okay, so. I was out playing crochet in the backyard. Or cro- croquette, croquet, I'm sorry. Yeah. Cro- yeah. <laughs> learning crochet. How to, I was learning, you were learning how to I was crochet. learning to make sweaters. They also make sweaters in the backyard. <laughs> Winter's coming. We got to be warm. I got, a, I got a lamb right there. It's just peeling right off as I go. <laughs> No, we would go to the mall, and yeah. I remember um, when we were ready, I would call home, yeah. collect, you know, yeah. and it would be just like the commercial. It would be, yeah. you have a call from, hey, we're ready at the mall, come get us. Say that's the way you did it. Yeah. Didn't pay for it. You knew you were ready. Or we tried the one ring or two ring approach. Oh, sure. That was a, yeah. a deal, too. Coordinating with people was much different, more difficult. Of course, like someone would be really late for something, holding everyone up, and no one had a clue what was going on. A lot of time was spent waiting for things. That is true. That is absolutely true, man. Like, it was just, okay, we're going to meet at blah, 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 be there by six. We'll go from there. And if you're there, you don't don't have a portable phone. Right. No way to communicate no. once you've made your move. Nope. This uh, person says they were nine years old in 89. <laughs> so the 90s encapsulated my entire teen years. They said it was great. It had an easy, stress-free feel to it. The music culture, still very alive. And we had some great music. We didn't have cell phones or social media. So I could leave the house and no one would know where I was unless I wanted them to. Hmm. I'm, you know, I don't know. I'm sorry. My family, I mean, they always knew where you were. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You're not just walking out the door. They're, you better be where you say you are. They're going to check. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. And uh, all right, man, you pick one. That's, but I kind of feel like also if you wanted to get away with something, you totally could. Yeah. It was easier. Yeah. It was easier. Anything in there ring a bell with you? Most um, of this stuff is, uh, I mean, the 70s was far, okay. so far different than the 90s. Correspondence was, was slower. Yeah. You mailed things physically. You had to keep track of things like bank accounts, bills manually, pencil and paper, because you could just look up your balance. Which I remember, like, if you ordered anything off TV, yeah. you know, you called the 1-800 number or whatever. Yeah. Run call. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it would be six to eight weeks for delivery. So think about that. Right now, if you go on Amazon or whatever, you order it, it's here by by Friday. Yeah. Back then, it was, you order it today, you may get it in June. It was just how it was. And you didn't gripe? No. Here's a, uh, says two of my neighbor's friends were on cow farms. One was raising beef, one was a milk farmer. We rarely contacted uh, in any way other than visiting. If you wanted to see what your friend was doing, you hopped on your mini bike, <laughs> your ATV, or whatever, and rode over there. And that's the way it was in the, in the country. Yeah. 
CB radios <laughs> were the only real long-range communication stuff other than a phone. Yeah. Your CB. <laughs> Says, when I was old enough, I bolted an antenna to the top of the house. <laughs> nice. And have great memories of talking with my friend two miles away while we were watching the same TV show. Oh, boy. That was exciting. That had to be incredible. He's Teddy Bear. I remember when Mom we had trucker. Talk I remember when we got our first uh, cordless phone in the house. That oh was, boy, you could go anywhere. That was just incredible. And one of the first things you did, I presume, was to go outside and see how long it would work. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. of course. <laughs> you got to see how far you can get away. This was someone just texted playing <laughs> playing radio games like all things Christmas, which we do. Oh, yeah. On the river. Yeah. Uh, we're much more difficult on a rotary phone. Absolutely. <laughs> you couldn't instantly call back when the radio host told you that you weren't the correct caller. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and it was more competitive. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and here's somebody that says there is still a payphone in a Winnemac gas station. No kidding. Wow. And that could help somebody immensely. Because you know what's going to happen. You're going to break down somewhere. Your phone's going to be out of power. For sure. You know? Isn't there a payphone at the uh, gas station over by Eastgate? I don't right, think right, so right, anymore. There, there used to be. Right oh, next, yeah. There used right to. next to the air. Yeah. But I don't think that's been there. Okay. Because <laughs> you occasionally see people using it from their car. <laughs> Well, it was so convenient. You yeah. didn't have to get out of your vehicle. <laughs> and they're so clean. Those phones were oh, so yeah. clean. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That's like today, if you ever go through an airport, you see a bank of pay phones. You're like, uh, no, no. You know, you're still on an airplane that has ashtrays in, in the handles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, could you use that as an excuse? I thought we could smoke. There's ashtray. There's an ashtray right here. <laughs> So there you go. All right. Some tidbits. See you tomorrow. See you, buddy. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing. Leave a comment. Leave a like. And thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.